Hey, how's it going? Pat Finnerty. Welcome back to the What Makes This Song Stink podcast, which is kind of like the little sidecar to the YouTube videos, What Makes This Song Stink, or maybe the videos are the sidecar to the podcast. I don't know. But this is, uh, this is a weekly thing where I, I talk about shitty songs instead of just doing videos about them, and I bring in guests. And today's guest is Eliza Skinner. She's a comedian. She's like, you know, improv through the roof. She's a writer. She's got all sorts of cool stuff that we're going to talk about. And we had a great conversation. She brought the song. Wait, what's the name of the song? I don't even know what the name of the song is. What is it? It's the most forgettable song title in history. Uh, I forget it the instant I'm done saying it. It's called You Only Live Once or something. What yeah. is it? Just One Lifetime. Just One Lifetime. Jesus. Um, yeah, so that's what we listened to. And I actually heard it. Um, for the first time during the interview segment. So you're going to get to hear my reaction to it in real time. Uh, so I've heard it once so far. Um, but just to give you guys a little, uh, you know, context, Adam, will, do you mind spinning it for him? Time has come, as Shaggy said, to talk of many things, of ships and shoes and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings. The planet's true need. Oh, that's good. He brings up he Shaggy says like imagine if like you know George was like you know you don't realize how much I need you like Ringo's playing the hi hat now and I hear it like it's talking like time has come like Shaggy says. Shaggy's like, in case you didn't know it was Sting and Shaggy, Sting's already reminding you that Shaggy is somehow on this track. So it's it's always baffled me. I'm happy that Eliza brought that song because the way that we're doing it so far on this podcast, and we're kind of figuring this podcast out together. Um, like, and by together, I mean like, you know, me and you guys, the audience. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly how it's going to go and the best way to do it. And so what we've been doing with guests so far is just having them pick a song that you know they can't stand they they that they don't like and then i could just kind of jump on board with it um so that's how we'll do some of the episodes and that's how we did today so eliza brought us uh, the sting and shagging thank god because not enough people are talking about that album i mean i remember trying to every other conversation i was in when it came out i was trying to bring it up but people weren't even having it so i'm glad that we were able to do that uh, so we're going to get to that interview in a bit. But first, uh, we got a little bit of news that uh, we got to talk about. Um, we got to check in with Buck Cherry again on uh, Instagram. Let's see if there's any new posts from Buck Cherry. Looks like they're uh, playing in Virginia. In all caps. Now, what's amazing about like bands like Buck Cherry, it's awesome. They they're not playing New York. They don't play New York City. They don't play Chicago. I mean, because they I guess they go where their fans are. But I'd love it because if you go onto their uh, Instagram as much as I do, you'll notice that when they're posting their shows, they're never like you know, hey, uh, Roanoke, Virginia, we're coming for you. It's always just Virginia. Because, like, they're playing, like, Leonard, Virginia. So, like, Eddie Money used to do that a lot, too. He'd be like, California, coming for you. And then you, like, look it up. It was, like, Corning, 
California. Um, but here's the here's some buck cherry dates for you in case you want to go out there and catch the cherry. Um, they'll be at the Bridgeview Center Theater in Ottumwa, Iowa. Uh, that's July 15th. Um, so, you know, chances are you missed that gig. Sorry about that. I don't know when this podcast is going to be posted. Um, August 19th, they're at the Outlaw Saloon in Cheyenne. That's the capital city. Um, and then right there, they're going to route down to Fort Hall, Idaho, get that Fort Hall market in there. And then uh night after that, they're at the um, Airway Casino. No, they're at the Northern Quest Resort and Casino in Airway Heights, Washington, uh, for that Airway Heights market. And then after that, they'll be in Redding, California. Um, get these these towns. And then Reno, that's a big gig. Okay, so they so Reno's got to be like that's the one that they're pinning on their calendar, I would imagine. Um, because after that, uh, all you listeners in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, could check them out in September. And then uh, they're doing two nights, <laughs> two nights at the Soaring Eagle Outdoor Arena, in Mount Pleasant. So all you Michigan listeners out there, September fourth, uh, you'll be able to check out. Oh no, that's Kid Rock. Oh, I'm on, I'm on a website that has Buck Cherry and Kid Rock dates. On the same fucking A. This is awesome. So you look up Buck Cherry tickets and they already throw you Kid Rock. I'm not making it up. All right. So that's the news. You guys have been um, kept up to date. And now let's bring on Eliza. Let's talk about Sting and Shaggy. What makes this song stink? Eliza. Eliza. I don't know you. Eliza Skinner, welcome to What Makes This Song Stink, and we don't know each other, do we? We don't, no. So that that was a, a wild way to kick it off for me. Sure, why uh, not? The whole relationship, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little a little bit of a weird start, but you know, it's a music centric, you know, podcast, and I have yeah, a strat absolutely. here, so I figure use it. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. I got I got I got a Daisy guitar right over there. But oh man, we're gonna we're very gonna dusty talking, and out of tune. <laughs> we'll talk string gauge later. Don't worry about that. Six, six, yeah, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> so let's let's roll back the clock and let's tell our story, Eliza, to the audience. Um, my producer Adam sent me an email and said, Eliza, we've booked Eliza Skinner to talk about a bad song, and I said, cool. And then I went on YouTube and watched a bunch of your shit, and I was <laughs> like, I like Eliza Skinner. She's funny. And then. Cool. Uh, and then it's it's moved on to the past 40 seconds or so of 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 uh you know and that gets us to where we are right now so Sick. yeah uh so, awesome so you didn't you, you you didn't check out my music podcast at all yeah i'm working on it a lot working <laughs> on it. no it's fine <laughs> I can't check out anything. Yeah. I mean, my friend's bands, I haven't heard it in years. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's hard. So um, I checked uh, your shit out because yeah. you're coming on. You well, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I just, uh, I I feel like that just shows a lot of trust in both your producer and in my YouTube clips, that that was mm -hmm. enough for you to be like, I can talk music with her. You didn't have to hear my music specific uh, content. Yeah. And also, I just wanted to be like, okay, so it's like, you know, I'm sure like, what is what's Conan doing? Wait, who did you write for? I know some shit here. Oh, uh, uh, I wrote for um, Joan Rivers, James Corden, um, mm -hmm. uh, Marissa Tomei, Aubrey Plaza, a lot of people. <laughs> MT, you, you wrote for Marissa Tomei. What does that even mean? Did yeah, she have a show? 
she was hosting an awards thing, this big awards presentation thing for the hospitality industry in Vegas. It was actually, I think, my last job before the COVID lockdown. It was a weird in-betweeny thing where somebody contacted me and was like, hey, Marissa Tomei is my friend and she needs somebody to write jokes for for this gig. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I got some time. Incredible. Showbiz, right, Eliza? Showbiz. It's it's Um, wild. It is. So when you're working, like for James Corden, though, like the guests come on, like he gets Sigourney Weaver, right? So Weaver's coming in. I mean, he's not seeing the Weaver movie before or James, like, are are they watching the movie? I mean, I can't speak for everybody. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. The thing that always struck me is when hosts say that they've read books, like when somebody comes on and they're like, yeah, I read your book. Wait a minute. Cause watching a movie, I could see somebody being like, all right, I got two hours. Like if you, if you give yourself three hours a day to prep for your guests for the next day, you could you could knock out a movie, a TV show, and and an album, right? No problem. But a right. book, that's too and much they, time. And they say it like it happened. And yeah. every time, I'm glad you brought that up because every time I'm just like, no, you didn't. Your assistant came in, gave you like you know three paragraphs of like whatever. You yeah. Know? Not only do they say it like instantly, like it happened, but with so much confidence, like like there's I'm going to be able to talk with great knowledge about your book. For these four and for these four and a half minutes, I for sure know about it. I mean, they do have earpieces in, so worst case scenario, if somebody in the booth was like, "That's not what happened," no, it wasn't Frodo in that part. (laughs) They could right, they could fake it, but they make it look slick. As a writer, when you're when you're um, taping those shows, uh, are you at the tapings, or is it just like you know you're you're in the writers' room and then that's it? It depends on the show. Not only okay. the the show overall, but the episode. Um, so for like a late night show, you'll usually be there for if they're taping a bit that you wrote, um, especially if it's mm-hmm. like a complex bit. Maybe not for the um, for the opening monologue. Um, and yeah, it's it's usually just like if you wrote it or if it's nearby. Like recently, I wrote for a show that was shooting in Atlanta, and I didn't get brought on until it was already in production. So it's not like they're going to fly me to Atlanta and not like I wanted to get flown to Atlanta. Right. Um, so it, it depends because the, the type of shows that I usually do, which are um, primarily um, comedy variety, they move pretty fast. So they do need a lot of alts and last minute changes. So it helps for you to either be at the taping or in the next room. Okay. Um, but for other kinds of shows like sitcoms, um, things where the, the script has been worked over and is pretty much locked, the writer doesn't really have to be there. Okay. Thank you so much for answering these questions about talk <laughs> shows and shows because I really don't want to talk about this song that we're about to talk about. And so I'll ask you one more question before we do it. You being you know a comedian yourself, performer, all of that stuff, I was a bad waiter uh, like 20 years ago, real bad. Um, and my hardest part, the hardest part for me being a waiter was just like handing over the food. It sucked. You know what I mean? Like I worked at a nice restaurant and it was just like, I shouldn't have, I was a terrible waiter. Like you get one drink and then I've, and then they'd want another one. I was like, I already got you one. Like I, I got two <laughs> you other must tables. You know where they are at this point. I mean, right, you like, saw go, where I got it from. Go get it. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. You know, uh, it was unbelievable. So, um, you know, you as being a performer yourself, like, 
and being just a writer, like you kind of want to get on that stage all the time, right? That's got to be a little tough. Well, first of all, I would talk about I it. I don't think of it as just a writer. Um, okay. I... Well, no, I don't mean to be like, I'm not slamming you for that. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I think that you, you've got the ham gene. You know what I mean? I've watched your stuff. You're a great performer. And I was just like, you know, would did it hurt a little bit that you weren't on the stage as much? Well, I also, no, it, it, well, at some points in my career, it has. Yeah. Um, but at this point, no, because I, what I have found is that more than that ham gene, I have the control gene for okay. my creativity, which yeah. means when I'm doing my performances, my material, my stuff, I don't want anybody telling me how to do it. I want to be yeah. able to be completely in charge of it. And so that's, so when I'm doing my standup, it's on a smaller scale, but I'm, I'm the CEO. I'm the boss. Right. I get to yeah. say exactly what I want to say and express myself exactly um, and take my own chances. And writing for other people for me is a fun challenge because I am figuring out their voice and I'm good at that. At mm -hmm. if, if I was just, just writing in a vacuum without like the, the elements of here's what I have to write about. Here's the voice that I need to write about it in. That would be not as much fun for me. So, okay. so I like that. And I like being in charge of them. Like I tell them what to say. Puppet <laughs> I mean, master Eliza. everybody I'm, I'm doing the puppet master. Kind of. Right it's, now. it's yeah. nice. Like being a performer is nice for your life in that. Like, if you really like attention, uh, you get attention. And if you really like going to nice restaurants, like where you used to work, you can probably get a table. That's, mm -hmm. that's what's valuable to me about notoriety and, and fame. But beyond that, um, I like being able to make the decisions and, um, and think about things and put, put elements together with different, different writers and creators and people and eat. I get to eat whatever I want. I don't have to be like, oh, do I look good enough for to be on camera? Am I skinny enough? Will yeah. I fit into the things? What what will what will America think of how I look? Like that stuff, especially for a woman, it is for the birds. So now I wait just a second. Of... Women have a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on. everybody does, but especially women. Um, with with looks, appearance, no. Well, at yeah. least you get paid the same. You know what I mean. Yeah. So like and, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing and head writing and show running and I get to be the boss and that's very fun. That's not, not only in creating a creative output, but also in um, it's important to me to have, to build like a workplace where people are excited to work and to create things um, and feel respected. And then those people go off and they will start working at other shows and running their own shows, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on. And hopefully yeah. we end up with like a better industry um, and a better world of people just making things, appreciating the fact that they're like, you get to make this shit. That's cool. Why yeah. would anybody be like, but it needs to have my name on it and it needs to be all about me and it need, and you got to do like, at the end of the day, you're making a TV show. That's cool as hell. Mm -hmm. Relax. Go home, have a piece of pizza. Fucking Does not listen. seem like a difficult philosophy, but it I, I seem to be unique in it. Eliza, you're in the right place right now. There's nothing better than coming up with something. Uh, you know, I make these YouTube videos and I basically just do it to make myself laugh, really. I'm like, okay, what? And then there's nothing better than that first time watching something back that, you know, 
didn't exist and now it does and it was like really cool uh finishing the hat yep your last name skinner that's mm-hmm. awesome i mean you oh, gotta feel you. real good about that uh yeah it's a i mean it's kind of always been my last name so i don't have too much yep. to compare it to but um for a long time me and uh comedian uh, river butcher have always said that we need to do some sort of tour or something together just so it could be skinner and butcher you guys exactly. should like go on yeah. to you should go on to like you know brett michaels wherever he gets his clothes like get like the it has <laughs> yeah. like the united states it has the american flag like embroidered down by like the ankle right like, with like a screaming eagle coming out of it with yeah. the stake in its talons mm-hmm. you need two bandanas not one two on your head and then like the pugs wear hat uh cowboy hat that you put over it what an innocent time when we when we allowed him to just be on TV with a bandana and we all agreed to pretend like there was hair there. It's unbelievable. That right? guy, I mean, now, now full transparency, you, can you read what my hat says? I can't. It's a little fuzzy. It, it says bald as shit. So, you know, <laughs> I'm above, you You know, you're talking to a bald guy. It's, uh, you got, okay. you got a live, live bald guy. I right mean, here. I'm talking about, he had the little like wispies oh, no. coming down, long oh, wispies. He's still did did well, but, he, but it was part of like the whole show that i don't oh he's so he's a hat prisoner was, right so i'm a hat prisoner but he's like he is he's so protected up there he has two bandanas and a hat in case the wind blows off a hat and he's got he's so protected and god knows what's going on with those uh i wish we were talking about every rose has its thorn because that song stinks but uh, we got to get to the song. I- yes, let's get to the song. This was difficult for me because I don't actually have a lot of songs that I hate. Um, but you found you found one for me. So. That's I'm so happy about that. So we're going to talk all about that. We got to do a break first. So let's do a break, and then we'll and then we'll get into this stinking shaggy song. All right, we'll be right back. We're back from break. Um, so Eliza, uh, thank you so much. First of all, uh, for coming on again but also for bringing this you song better thank me to, more you better thank me for coming on your show i mean <laughs> i know i wish i wish i knew how to say it in a bunch of different uh language <laughs> like cool cooler language, like portuguese you know what i mean oh um, wait but like brazilian portuguese you know what you're trying to get to the song we let, i'm not going to pull us down a different road yeah but it's a podcast you can't talk about what it's actually about <laughs> so the stinging shaggy thing um for me i've always said not enough people are talking about it like how did it happen and then they went on a tour and it's stinging it's shaggy and somehow i listened to it probably like five years ago or whatever i i I made the decision i said okay i gotta listen to sting and i have to listen to this but i've only listened to it once and i have not done any i have not listened to this song since i have no idea how it goes so i'm really looking forward to (laughs) you know just going in into this i'm imagining that it's you know i i'm hoping that we get let me just do a prediction this is just a straight prediction of like maybe like Shaggy. Some of that. Yeah. Shaggy. Something of that. Yeah. More Shaggy. It's me, Shaggy. And Sting. Right. And then, so it's got this kind of vibe. And then, so you got the Shaggy part. And then Sting's just going to do like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> That's Something right. like it's that. Sting. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So let's check it out. Let's see if I was close. <laughs> All right. 
Shit a bang bang, bit a bang bang. <laughs> okay. The time has come, the world has set. Come on, Stink, do Talk it. Talk of many things. Do it, Stink. That classic Sting and Shaq blend right there. Look at Everly Brothers. Okay, Adam. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I think we pretty much nailed that. Um, yeah. So here. yeah, the, he, you didn't hear Shaggy actually invite Sting into the song. You, that that he did in the lyrics. He was like. Get in here, Sting, and sing this part. How did this happen? Like that's, it's, that's the... I think they were. I my theory is they were pals, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Should we even like fuck around and do music together? Should we? What? Or maybe like their managers were pals and did that, and mm-hmm. they thought it was going to be like an oops all berries situation. They yeah. thought it was going to be this is so novel. We the people are clamoring for it." We want it annually now. Bring it back. It's the new McRib. We're, right. It's it's so unique. And instead we were like, oh, fun. So your dads are in a band? Cool. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, too. I'm not I'm not anti-Shaggy at all. Like, I was I'm a bombastic guy. Like, are, always would you consider have... yourself like Mr. Bombastic? Kinda. I yeah. mean, like Miss Lover Lover. <laughs> oh, say Miss Lover Lover. Oom girl. Mr. Bombastic. I mean, I was always into bombastic. I mean, having worked with Shaggy, I can tell you, not a bad guy. You know, uh, very open to uh, working with people and uh, wants to do a good job. Uh, I did coach him on a rap show. Um, so you're switch hitting right now. You're, 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 you've worked with Shaggy and now you're on a podcast about why he stinks. That's unbelievable. Well, hey, I'm not saying he stinks. And right, I'm also not saying doesn't. that Sting stinks. No, they don't. I'm, he, I mean, Sting was my first concert. I'm an old, like I was a middle-aged woman as a child. Right. And so I was a Sting fan. And who was uh, your second? Mark Knopfler? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, I think it was the Indigo Girls. I, okay. I was very much a middle-aged woman um, as a child. So, closer to fine, closer to fine or Galileo? What, what are you going with? You got to pick one. Oh, uh, e, I'm going to say Galileo. Yeah, just I, I think it, you're it right. is what I sing more often. And I feel like I can do. I can enjoy singing Galileo on my own. Uh, I need I need to be harmonizing with the track for right. Fine. One more question, um, um, Indigo Girls. If you have to go get a bagel, 
you know, you're you're gonna go go out get a get a bagel with one of the uh, Indigo Girls. Which one are you going with? The uh, red hair. I'm sorry, I don't know the names. I think there's an yeah. Emily. There's uh, a, the there's brunette an Amy Ray and an the... Emily, which I know okay. because my college RA named her Fish after them and was okay. on the rugby team. But okay, had a boyfriend. Interesting. At the time, <laughs> she's rolling her eyes right now. Everybody, um, so <laughs> she only if had a you're... boyfriend half the year, and then she made a big change. Um, so you're popping a bagel with one of them. Which one? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, whichever one's free, I, I feel like I would have an interesting time with either one. I would be like, so where do you fit into this couple? And right, you know, musical and what... couple. What part do you sing on Galileo? Yeah, well, and also, like, what else are you doing? Where, what do you, what are you expressing beyond this? Where are you stretching that this has not fulfilled for you? You know, right? Are you going to end up in a sting and shaggy situation where you're like, hey, everybody knows I can do this like pop folk girl harmony thing, but they don't know that I can do this garbage reggae. So they need to know that. <laughs> oh, they definitely recorded this like in, you know, old San Juan or something, right? Like they went, they went to the source to get this where it sounds like, you know, you, you guys didn't need to fly. The thing, the thing I really don't understand is the Lewis Carroll of it all. Like what? Mm -hmm. Why? Why are they? Why are, are Lewis Carroll? Uh, why is a Lewis Carroll poem the lyrics to so much of this? Did you, I mean, did you I, catch that? I didn't even catch that. You just oh. blew my mind. So now it's now it's even more how, more how why. It's more why yeah. than how, I think. Or I think it's more why than how. Or it might be more how than why. I'm not sure <laughs> that I'm but now that, that you're throwing Lewis Carroll into this thing, I'm not sure if I can really all right, so go ahead. Uh, you have some thoughts of I'm just hearing it. So go uh, ahead. The, it's the the walrus and the carpenter from Alice in Wonderland or Through the Looking Glass or whatever. I can't. I don't know. You, you know, those books had like a lot of little poems in them throughout, like the Jabberwock. And, um, so there's also a Disney song that came about from it. Though um, now I'm looking it up to try to see if I find it. Um, but yeah, so so that the the now it's time to talk of things of like cabbages and kings. That that's all the walrus and the carpenter. So it, basically, what we can do, Eliza, um, is we can take like a Dr. Seuss poem if we wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, so if we took like, I don't know, um, which one? Which one should we do? Like, if we, like, I would be. Do you want to be Sting or do you want to be? Do you want to be Sting or Shaggy? I mean, I think I I run the risk of um, uh, getting dinged for the for the accent, but yeah, I'll do Shaggy. Okay, um, let's do Shell I mean, Silverstein you, instead. You're you're Mr. Boombastic. Maybe I should do Sting. I can do either. I'm confident okay. on this one. So, what do you want? I'll take Shaggy. And I'll take the ding if 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 there's one okay. coming. It's it's my show, so I'll okay. I'll t I'll take the ding. Um, all all right. right, let's do. Uh, so we're going to do a shell. So like, let's do sister for sale. Okay. Um, sister for sale. It's pretty short. And, okay. I think. Um, let me just find it. 
Can you just like look up poems? I think so. I just found a graphic yeah. of it. So that's. Yeah. So I've got one sister for sale, one sister for sale, one crying yeah. and spying young sister for sale. I'm really not kidding. Right. Yeah. So there is going to be a little bit of latency, but I'll start it because stinks because sh- I'll start it because Shaggy started uh, the song we're listening to. Um Sister for sale. We got a sister for sale, a sister for sale. One crying, one spine, young sister for sale. Take it, Stink. You only got one sister, one sister. Why would you sell her? You only got one sister, one sister. I'm not really kidding. So who start the bidding? Do I Who's hear got the, the dollar? Nickel a penny. Do I hear a dollar? <laughs> Nick, I mean that's not far off. I mean nope. that was like you only got one sister for sale, sister for sale. That's the point that I make in like all the videos that I do. Like if you're going to do bullshit, it's so fucking, you could do it. It's oh, just, yeah. you have to have the lack of a musical conscience is what I call it. Like you have to just be able to say, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to go right down the middle on this one. And you know, I like, I just, that's I what they did. Just a big swing in any way, any way you want to, if you want to do something musical, uh, film anything take a big ass swing you know so Don't do you do think that way. like it, have you ever like got into shaggy like have you ever dealt in the deep cuts because all i know is like bathroom no. you know she was in, in the corner and then mr bombastic right yeah um, i have not but sting um, has apparently or did sting just like bombastic and was just like no oh, yeah i've always loved that bombastic track uh yes i would like I... to work with him I don't I don't know because also remember Sting was one of those guys who is like oh here's what's interesting about me I'm getting into world music like he went down that that Peter Gabriel Mm -hmm. almost I feel like David Byrne did it a little bit more responsibly um not Peter Gabriel uh uh Peter Paul Simon way Mm -hmm. of like here's what's iconic about my very white rock that I put this touch in here and so i can see him being like again like i see them being at a party and him being like i don't know sure sure yeah i don't know anything about reggae but what what do i know i love it i mean to be fair the police were reggae ska adjacent Mm -hmm. but yeah but i i feel like i feel like shaggy is sting's cool friend like Mm -hmm. i feel like both of them are like oh this guy likes me that means i'm cool that means I, I'm allowed to do the music that I want to do, and I'm I'm a cool guy. And also, and I rich. think that yeah, and I think that Sting is really helping you know Shaggy with like maybe maybe some cred, you know relevancy. what I mean? Maybe relevancy, and they're filling sheds. I mean, they did go on tour. I almost went to it. Um, yeah, but, that uh, was after uh, Sting without whole... knowing <laughs> any of after... the songs. I was like, I'm going. <laughs> that was after Sting's um, like uh, song of the sea working class man kind of era where he was doing, he did a musical that was also kind of a concept album and he toured that. Do you know about that one? I didn't like know about that. Based, based on a, a town either that he grew up in or that was nearby where he grew up in England. Um, 
And yeah, so I guess that that was like pretty serious um, or, or even like gr- gritty, you know, yeah. working class kind of here's how we express ourselves. So probably also was a little like, I just want to have some fun. I just want to fuck around. Mm-hmm. I bet they got in the studio and they were like, let's fuck around. And they did something. And then we're like, ha ha, nailed it. Next song. Just one, one take first idea on everything. We're like, good enough. Good enough. Super duper. Oh yeah. And the producer too is a big part of that. I'm sure. Like they might've been even in the studio, like Shaggy pops by C sting, like, you know, Hey, I'm on uh, I'm in studio B and it's one of those, they love telling those stories. It's like, actually, you know, Ellis Cooper was down in uh you know, studio mm-hmm. seven. And then, you know, Taylor Swift saw Alice Cooper in the hallway. And then next thing you know, Alice Cooper's on, you know, uh, Red, which is a Taylor, <laughs> that's, that's a Taylor Swift album. I came up uh-huh. with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe that was the case. Producer rules tape. They don't even know. They don't even know. They're in there. They're just jamming. You know what I mean? So it's like Dominic stinks guitar players in there. I know his name's Dominic. There's so many things I don't know in this world, Eliza. Somehow I remember that stings fucking guitar player's name is Dominic. Are but, you one of those people who like knows a lot of guitar players? Like they're yeah. like, like you're, you, you, you were a guitar guy and you got really into, did you get like guitar magazines? That kind of I did. Guy? I mean, I'm a yeah. guitar guy. I'm a guitar dork, but at the same time, I'm also fascinated. Like, just music is the only thing that I've really ever really cared about. So it's just like, but I also, I I kind of come from the school of know your enemy. Like, I listen to more music I don't like than I do I like music that I like at this point, just because I'm fascinated by it. Like, well, I can I name Collective that's... Soul for you. Like the bass player in Collective Souls, Will Turpin. And that's real funny to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what me and my friends talk about. Just like think, bass players from these I bands. I think that's important, though, to, to at a certain point in your development as an artist and whatever type of art you're getting into, I think you, you get really into the stuff that you hate. And to me, I always think of it like when you go to someone else's wedding and you're looking around, you're like, okay, Here we go. I would never wear that. Never. I do like the table settings, but like a little, little like weird with the place cards. I'm not going to do that. Like you go so you can figure out what you don't want to do when it's your turn. And yeah. you listen to the music to figure out what you don't want to do when it's your turn. I have a hard time, as I said, with being like, this is me bad or because I mean, what what is what is the criteria for you for a bad song? Um, I think it starts, uh, it starts typically like, um, like with maybe a chord progression that you'll just hear a million times. So it'll be like, like just for instance, right. Um, you know, I was talking about collective soul, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to, or I'm going to talk about collective soul in the news today. I do a little news segment. They have a new album coming out. Um, yeah, it's called vibrations. And, uh, you know, it's just like I heard the single once and it's like a whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, which is you could just do like, what if God was one of us? Love like one of us building a mystery save tonight. See that the break of dawn. You know, so it's just like that kind of shit where it's just like that doesn't whoa, make, ho, ho, 
<laughs> that doesn't make me so mad because like we've got a limited amount of what is it 12 notes we we got and yeah you, you put them together different ways and and we as like creatures like certain ways that they're put together and i worry i've i've definitely been in spaces where in my mind where i'm like gotta do it different gotta do it different and then you just end up with like weird music where you're like well that was different it I know, might not I be know. catchy but it, it so i'm like that's not quite the way to 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 guide your choices as an as an artist so should it be my way to to evaluate other things i will say big fan of Uzana. So I taught musical improv for a long time. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. So for a long time, I, I'm i kind of the go-to musical theater, musical improv person. Although well, I've probably been surpassed at this point because it's been a long time. I saw a clip of you that last night. I mean, I knew you did improv and I, and I saw you do it. I watched mm -hmm. a clip and I was wondering, was that in Philadelphia where you did uh, Pickles? You did an improv oh, about no, pickles well, that, that on was, YouTube. That, that was improvised rap. That was in uh, – no, that was in L.A. Uh, okay, because it looks exactly like this place in Philly called the Good Good Comedy Theater. Or Good oh, Good Comedy. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it it's looks exactly like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was great. And, Thank you. Um, my, my, most of my stuff that I think really isn't out there much anymore was, like, more musical theater-y pop kind of stuff, uh, singing. And one of the things that I would tell my students was – oohs and ahs. People love oohs and ahs in their songs. Yes, do. Put them in there and nobody wants to. Everybody wants to be like, content, content. I need to put words in here and meaning. And it's like, if you take that meaning out and replace it with just the, some shabat bat bap boo, ooh, 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 people will cream their jeans. And it's it. amazing. I know, but here's the thing. I, I talk about this in my videos a lot. And listen, I'm full of shit too. Like I've done it all where it's just like, I have to write this song. It's like, I want to do like, what would the Beatles do? I'm like, okay, I'm going to go from here to there. And then I'm going to go there. And then maybe this guy. And then okay, that where, where did he okay. come from? And then, and then resolve on a seat, like all that kind of stuff. Because like, you know, I, I try to write songs or I used to, uh, well, I still do, but like try to write songs that like have that little like, Ooh, shit. What was that? Right. Mm -hmm. But in my videos now, what I'm starting to do, cause I've talked about so many bullshit songs is that, uh, you know, fuck, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like bring me all the Uzi you got, bring me all the, and that's like kind of like a, a joke that Wall I tell, but at sound. the same time. Yeah, I mean, but it's like fucking, you know, yeah, the hey ho invasion of 2008 with the Lumineers and Mumford Sons and all that shit. You know, you can just do it. You can just do it and people will love it. Because also for me, the basis of the song is the is the emotion. And so as long as you are like, like putting that in there, like some sort of emotion in your oohs and ahs, people will really latch onto it. I think that was probably a big part of that Luvenier's thing. The, the invasion that fucks me up, though, is the falling, what is it, falling slowly, which I think was around the same time. Do you know that song? It's like 2000. Now that to me, that is a bad song. Don't know you. But I want to all the same the whole song for that 
the same chord progression, the same melody, verse, and lyrics. All the whole thing is the same. Why do people like that? The entire Hold on one second. And games that never mount to more than... I'm kind of doing a collective soul version of it, though. (laughs) will play themselves back. Um, Here's the thing, though. This is this is where I get weird. I don't mind that one. Out oh, of I all of the, like I would take that, <laughs> that over one. Hey Ho Lumineers any see, day of the week. See, so to that's me, from, that song, that song line. is a, it's a guy, fine line. That song is a guy at a bar at a, at a at a party with his hand against a wall being like, you know, it just you feel different to me. And then you see him later with another girl with his hand against a wall being like, I just I feel like you're different from the other. Like it's such it's such bullshit fake um, emotion it's such so manufactured they didn't even bother putting in a different chord i i hate it oh no i mean i'm with you on it it's bullshit <laughs> but at the same time like it's kind of bullshit that i could live with but like for the instant like what you just brought up i kind of feel about like garden state you know like oh, yeah. i saw that yeah. i saw that movie once and i'll never see it again and when well, when Portman put the headphones and it was the shins. And I love that song by the shins. I was just like, oh, I was like, I should like this, but it's just so like, this will change your life, man. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't remember the movie well enough. And I feel like I should go back and watch it. Cause it, I, I feel like it's so important to a lot of people and culture in terms of gender dynamics and representation and depictions of love. Like it, became so important to people and it also feels like such a bullshit um uh 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 what manic pixie dream girl kind of mm-hmm. thing but mm-hmm. but i don't know because i don't want to you don't I, need to go back I, well, you don't need to i don't watch. know it's one of those things where like you you feel some way about it and we've we've changed our minds on so many things in the past. What was it? 20 years since that 15 years since that could be. Yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. I don't remember it that well. And I, I do not know if I would be like, Oh shit, we got this one all wrong. Or if I would be like, yeah, this is even more trash than I thought. Okay. So Adam, this is a famous Adam comes back on says back to song. We got to pause for a break. Okay, we're back. I hope you enjoyed the break. It was a nice break. It really was a nice break. But let's get back to what were we talking about? I feel like this song, no emotion in it. No emotion. It's a parody of emotion. You only have one life. So, like, cool. Like, what? I don't believe either of them give a shit at all about only having one life. There's no emotion. Right, they're singing. They could, they could just as easily be be singing about like hot dogs. Like, there's too many hot dogs to choose from. Like, they don't. Right. They don't care. Which I think that kneecaps the song from the very get go. Interesting that you said that because I'm holding my kneecap right now, and also I'm dying for a fucking hot dog. I haven't had one all summer. <laughs> uh, Adam, can you pick two? Like, let's go two minutes and sixteen seconds. I don't know. Could be like an instrumental break. Could be a bridge. Could be I don't know how long this song is, but two minutes and sixteen seconds. Let's see what's happening. What's the name of the song again? All the empty Once in a lifetime. So all we have is me and you. It has to be enough. I've got your back and you've got mine. 
If going, it gets no god this means nothing it, that meant nothing adam go back 216 again do it again listen to these like just cliche like i, I sound like sting i need words to sing here it is you've got mine if the going gets rough all right cut it there so i feel like shaggy's more of like the santana on this track like if shaggy's voice was santana's guitar where like and stings being kind of the rob thomas singing it and then like you just have shaggy going like (laughs) like just one life (laughs) just one life what if Shaggy was supposed to, they were both supposed to bring in lyrics. And so Sting brought in like his, I'll have your back. And like, we just got just one life. And Shaggy shows up and is like, oh shit, I forgot to write mine. Uh, what about this walrus stuff? I just, I'll just walrus do that. Poem. And then I'll, then I'll just like pop in from time to time and kind of hype you up and repeat what you said. Here's I, the thing about this project though, Eliza, the world did not buy it like no. nobody bought this shit like it didn't work but they they thought that maybe like you know we got this thing and shaggy banking, they were banking on it being so kooky that yes, people kooky. were going to be interested but also let's not forget about the supernatural effect which let me bring it back to santana again santana and rob thomas it worked and that was and good. even it well but i mean like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a hot one I still Look, got it. So hey, it's got you emotion. Know. You can you you hear that you you know what you see a scene in a movie. You know you can picture like a oh yeah. Here's I can where feel this the belongs. Heat. I can feel yeah, the heat. Not with this. Right. But speaking of feel the heat, some like it hot and some sweat when the heat is on. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Palmer, ready? Feel the heat. That's a fucking tune. Pushing you to the side. So your first concert, that was Power Station, the late great Robert Palmer, of course. (laughs) I think he loved a little too hard. This this ticker gave out on him. He gave Uh, a little bit too much to the ladies. He is addicted to it. He was addicted to it. And the ladies couldn't stay away from him. I mean, look at him. Right? I mean, Eliza, he walks in the room. You're the RP. You kidding me? In that suit? Um, he's simply irresistible. Now, the first, <laughs> the first, I was there. The first uh, concert you went to was Sting. Mm-hmm. So, how old were you? Uh, I don't. I, I'm going to guess like around eleven or twelve. And you heard. If I ever lose my faith in you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just out there. Eleven, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it was before. I had to say it. I had to say it. But it's probably me. I Do you remember know. that? Was, there, was, there was definitely um, Fields of Gold involved. Love uh, Fields of Gold. Yeah. As we walked to Fields of Gold. Um, and definitely my favorite. Like a, a blousy sort of poet's shirt. Yeah, it was it was pre-sting, uh, just sleeveless vest or just uh, just the vest, which is a power move. I mean, it was also post that because that, wasn't that the police? 
I feel like Felice was wearing more like dashikis and and that kind of thing. Sometimes, he, but it was also like punk. Yeah, that's true. Well, they started. He used to wear like a like a union suit. Like he would have like um like just a onesie kind of thing. I think they started in. Um, but like back to what you were saying before, what makes a shitty song? I talk about chord progressions a lot in my videos. Um, and the one five six four chord progression. Are you familiar with it? It's it's like the the one that every song is for the most part. Um, like it's like every yeah. like you know Capital One commercial. Capital One, you're different because we're different. And we know that in a fast paced world where you have a lot of work to do, but like So Lonely by the Police is one of my favorite songs. It has that chord progression. Now, someone told me yesterday. Um, okay, so what you were doing just there, when I would teach musical improv, the way I used to put it across was, so you have your, your chord progression that your piano player is, is doing, for us it would be a piano player, doing over and over again, that's, you, you know that, that's your like basis for the song, you, you, you don't have to pay attention to it, your brain just knows it. But if you think of it like a canvas, that's the part of the canvas that's been painted already. So mm -hmm. where else can you paint on the canvas that still sounds okay with that? but will stand out and not just be you're singing the exact same thing. And I think what you demonstrated just now with those two different things over the same thing was the police one was like, it, it, like it, uh, going different in a different direction melodically and rhythmically. And so there was a lot more juxtaposition. And mm -hmm. that to me is, I think a really important thing that it, it takes so little energy and so many people don't bother doing it you know they think yeah. that, like whatever they get from that chord progression that comes to them instantly is the best thing and it's like that's just the chord progression just came to you that's what came to you yeah. visualize I it i mean pick something else listen fix you you know i mean listen the d the f sharp minor the b minor and the a were around a lot uh, you know way way before guy Berryman. Uh, bassist of Coldplay decided to, you know, when you've been and you held a sea. I mean, you know, you gotta, if you're yeah. in Coldplay, those chords aren't just gonna do it enough. You gotta. Yeah, if you were painting that. Right. I just wanted to say Guy Berryman. That's all I really <laughs> wanted to say. <laughs> this is the bass player of Coldplay. Is there a better gig in the world than, 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 than the, the bass, bass player in Coldplay? Coldplay? Please bass on yellow. <laughs> and like nobody knows what he looks like. He could go to a Target. Not a problem. You know, millionaire. Do people know what anybody besides Chris Martin look like? I feel like people I mean, barely know what he looks like. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's a pretty bullshit looking guy. I mean, as one myself, like just, you know. I actually, someone did say to me once, like, oh, man, it's a dude from Coldplay. And I was, I was in New York. It was back. <laughs> did you have a jacket you know, on? Back, you had to have had a jacket on. I had a jacket on with, like, a blue. Uh, it had, okay. like, a, like a yeah. one blue line on the, on the mm -hmm. shoulder area. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So, listen, I think we're getting close to, like, let's hear how this song ends. And then we'll end this episode. How's that sound, Eliza? Let's do it. We'll do, like, the last 30 seconds. It could be a fade out. You want to put money on this? Is it a fade out or a hard stop? I would put, I, I mean, I I'll Venmo a, you 10 bucks. 
I think it's a fade out with a lot so of nonsense riffing as we go. Oh yeah, they're you both know? going for like, it. They're kind of the competing. They're competing you with heard each what other. I said, yeah, I did. Uh huh. That's right. Okay, like that kind of shit. Just one life to live. One, 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 one life to live. Now assuming that we'll make it. With no choice but to take it. The time has come, the war has said, to talk of many things. things. Of ships and shoes and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings. Oh, wow, we both lost. Wow. It ended with just an acapella. Well, actually, the... I think it added with silent nodding at each other across a studio. Yeah. Nice, bro. With cottages and kings. Cabbages. Oh, yeah, sorry. But yeah, I think they could have made that song 10 times better if they'd just given a shit about it. And I think they yeah. could have um, made any song even stupider. I think you could stupidify any song by singing the way they did and have fun with it. So, my Still only regret. My only regret is that I don't have Stupefy at the ready when you said that. So <laughs> I wish that I had that ready. And I apologize to you, Eliza. I will say, can I tell you? I know you're trying to get rid of me now. Um, no, I want to plug your I, shit first. When you asked me to do this, um, and I had to think of a song I don't like, as I said, it was hard for me to do. Because like my first instinct, obviously, Butterfly by Crazy Town. But I was like, I love it, though. Mm -hmm. It's so bad that I love it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about if if I'm if I passionately dislike something, I still feel passion about it. So do I really I mean, dislike it? I don't know. It's a, like I said a million times, it's a fine line between you know what. Like for me, it's like one week bare naked ladies is about as bad as it gets. But at the same time, you know, no, that really is. I, I have no love See, for that song. To me, it's don't bore me, and that song is boring. This song is boring. Crazy mm -hmm. Town, Butterfly, <laughs> not boring. Well, the Crazy Town, I'm so happy. Like Silicon Valley, when I, when I first started watching that, and then they just knew to put Butterfly on every single time that the cheesy guy drove up. Like, that was so fucking good. I love, like, I was like, yes, they know. They know. It's great. They brought that back. I mean, you have to, like, actively think about it. Like, wait a second. There was a band called Crazy Town, and they had a song called Butterfly, and it was a huge hit. Come, come, you know, uh, yeah, for a while uh, with my ex, it's it, shocking that he ended up my ex, but I would um, just randomly play it all the time and be like, whoa, are you playing your favorite song again? Why are you? Why do you love this song so much? And he would yeah. get really annoyed. It's, it's a good bit. I like a I like a stupid music bit. I had uh, I dated I dated a girl probably like 15 years ago now, 10 years ago. But um, I'm hanging out at her place. It's one or two months into the relationship, hanging out, knock on the door her ex right and uh he had forgotten his uh reo speed wagon greatest hit cd you can't keep going without it you can't keep you know going how is he gonna CD. listen to it yeah. you know how is, is he ever gonna hear it? I, I mean, mean what, pressing, you know, what pressing was that cd you're not hearing those songs on the radio <laughs> so he really needed to get that reo speed wagon cd mm -hmm. the lengths we'll go to yeah. Um, so Eliza, tell people that don't know about your shit, uh, one thing that you would like them to check out of your shit. Um, just one thing. Yeah. Cause they won't check out any of it actually, but wow. like maybe, maybe one, maybe one, wow. maybe one. 
Wow. Yeah. We, we, we talked about it before. People say they all, they're always going to check shit out. They never do. So I'm thinking like if, if we throw so many things at them, that what are they going to check out? What's one thing, Eliza? Okay, that, find that my album. To check out. I have an Fuck album yeah, called go. "Regarding My Lovers." Uh, it's yes. stand up and music. You can listen to the songs and decide what you don't like about them, and then Great. write those things down and roll them up in a little tube and put them up your bottom. And don't tell me, but hopefully you won't have too many little paper tubes up your bottom. That's see, that's a great plug. And I would imagine that you could find Eliza Skinner on Instagram. Just Google mm -hmm. the hell out of her. She's, oh, yeah, you Google know, me. I'm around. I can't thank you enough uh, for coming on and, and, and uh, sharing your thoughts on this shitty song. And I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, you uh, know, would you like to thank me? Uh, uh, thank yeah. you for having me. I wish uh, you good luck in your travels. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Godspeed, and uh, you can also watch Earth to Net on Disney Plus. Uh, that was my show, so <laughs> I snuck in another one. <laughs> God damn it! All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. See you, everybody. Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.